0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy you're here joining me in the passenger seat. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, you are in the right place. Let's talk about it. Uh, hello, hi. What's going on? What's uh, what's the haps? Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Um, what's <laughs> what's new? I'm in a very very good mood today. Uh, I don't know why. Don't know what it is or what the reason is. And actually, it shouldn't be because I'm on my period. I should be miserable, but I'm not. I'm simply not. I think it's the weather a little bit. It's fall, but it's not too cold yet. I will say it's freezing in my apartment once again. I'm wearing a turtleneck sweater and sweatpants and fuzzy socks. Very cute. So I just want you to picture me. Picture me like that. It is sort of like drippy nose season. (laughs) which which is my least favorite season. The season of my nose is always a little bit cold and a little bit drippy. I think it's like the uh, the least attractive thing. And also when I'm doing my makeup, I just have to account for the fact that my nose is going to drip. I'm going to have to wipe it. And then it's going to fuck up my nose makeup, <laughs> which is hard enough as it is. It never stays on my freaking nose. But all that aside... I do hope you had a good week. I was really, really busy this week, like girl bossing to the extreme. And then on Friday, uh well, late Thursday and then Friday, I got some bad news and I was pretty upset about it. So a lot of people so I kinda of posted on my Instagram story and then on TikTok and also on Twitter. Cause I was just like really Really upset, and like kind of upset in the way that you know, when there's something that's completely out of your hands, just totally out of your control, and it's bad, and so you just like I don't know, there is an acceptance, like a radical acceptance of it. It's like I hate it, but it's it is what it is, but then you also are gonna be a little bit unhinged because you don't know what to do with like the sad energy. So that was kind of the uh, the energy I was working with on Friday, and I got a lot of DMs, comments etc from people being like what did he do (laughs) is this shrimp man related what did the man do like no he's someone was like oh shrimp man fucked up we ride at dawn (laughs) i was like no (laughs) no no he's still great he's still a, a good boy still concussed but he's a good boy and um what had actually happened was, so I mentioned last week that I have a project that was supposed to come out in like two weeks, but literally on Friday, like I had been running the a search for like the trademark so I could get a trademark and I found out that there was another company that literally had the exact same name and like the same logo that had launched like a month ago and I was like fuck you've got to be kidding me but like they did it first and there's really nothing I can do like I have to change the name of this uh this company and it's just like I have been working on this truly I'm not kidding for a full year like a full year I've been working on it everything is ready to go the website is done like I was gonna do um like a photo shoot tomorrow for the products and stuff and nope, like, (laughs) gotta start over, like, gotta reprint, redo, remake everything, and it's just, I was, it sucked, like, there's no way around it, like, it, it sucked, so I took Friday to just kind of wallow, like, it sucked, I'm fine, like, it's gonna be fine, it's annoying, but, like, it's, it's all doable, and at least I hadn't, like, at least it happened before I launched, you know, like, It would have been bad if I had launched and then found out, like, that could have been actually bad, like, legally, (laughs) legally blonde, Um, legally bad. So, you know, small, small victories. But Friday, I just, like, I needed to take the time to actually be upset about it and mourn it and wallow in it. Because when you don't let yourself do that, even on small things, like, it's going to come back even worse. So I always recommend like a good wallow, like just like a good stay home, treat yourself, get like your favorite fast food or like whatever your like treat food is, do a face mask, paint your nails, whatever, like truly just like let yourself feel sad and wallow. And honestly, like I was fine by like 10 o'clock that night. I was like, I'm good. I probably could have gone out tonight, um, but I'm still glad that I wallowed. But I did do, like, a productive wallow, which is something I would recommend if you're, like, really having a moment and you're just, like, fucking pissed or you're sad or you're upset something bad happened. You know, you can be pissed and sad and upset and also get your shit done, (laughs) like the girl boss anthem you can cry and work at the same time you know and while I don't think that that's something you should be doing like a lot I was so upset but I did clean my apartment like I put Taylor Swift on I got some coffee which like I knew was gonna make me feel like even worse but whatever I love coffee I got myself a little pumpkin coffee I put Taylor Swift on and I cleaned my apartment and I'm glad I did like because while I did wallow and I did like feel gross and like gross and like sort of greasy because the food that I ate and all that kind of stuff. I also felt good like I had a nice clean space. A nice clean living room to wallow in, a nice a nice clean bedroom to wallow in. So if you're going to wallow, which I recommend, productive wallowing. That's what we're going to do. You know, cry and do the dishes at the same time. Who said you can't do both? Get you a girl who can do both. <laughs> anyway so that's kind of what's been new with me uh yeah it wasn't shrimp man didn't do anything he's great uh it was yeah it was a work thing i was about to be in my girl boss era not so much right now i don't i really don't know how long it's gonna be a setback and i hope it's not too long but it's certainly gonna be a setback so it just like sucks (laughs) feeling sorry for myself anyways what are we talking about today okay first of all I want to do a quick little drama corner because I want to talk about Try Guys. I want to talk about everything that has kind of happened, the SNL skit. Because I think it raises an interesting question about accountability versus canceling. And I think it's just worth a little conversation. Then voicemail what do you do when erectile dysfunction happens we're gonna have a chat about sexting then voicemail how do you stop second guessing yourself then we're gonna talk some fall date ideas and some fall outfits you know how do you stay warm but also stay cold at the same time like fall is a tough time uh, and then that's gonna be our episode so if that sounds fun fresh fierce flirty to you keep on listening say something,
1: something.
0: Okay. Before before I talk about the Try Guys, I do want to say, so I got laser hair removal. I forgot to say this in the the intro, but so I got laser hair removal for the first time this week. First of all, it does not hurt as bad as they said it was going to hurt. I texted Michaela before and I was like, "Uh, I've never done it before. I'm really nervous. She's like, oh girl, (laughs) get ready. It hurts worse than wax, saying like this, that, and the other thing. I was like, oh my God, I was terrified. And then it was fine. Honestly, my armpits Hurt more than any of the bikini area stuff, except for the butt part. Oh my God. You know how the butt part is the easy part when you get waxed? N- n- not so. Not so in lasering. Oh, oh my God. I was like, what's going on? It was like, I swear to God, she shot a, a laser directly into my butthole. Like, it was like, I've never experienced anything like that. I was like walking around pissed the rest of the day. I was like, I just had a laser shot into my butthole and it's the patriarchy's fault. So if a man speaks to me today, he should not. <laughs> Anyways, if you are thinking about getting laser hair removal, uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. I do laser away. They've got locations everywhere. This isn't an ad. <laughs> I just They were really nice. And it was, uh, I don't want to say fun, but it literally took 15 minutes. And 10 out of 10 would recommend. Anyways. Let's talk about the Try Guys. First of all, mess. I can't believe I didn't talk about this last week because mess. That was sort of like when the mess was going on. If you if you don't know, which like, I don't know. Are you living under a rock? What's going on? Um, so the Try Guys, like they were these guys that worked at BuzzFeed and then they left and created their own company. They try stuff. I don't know. I watched them on BuzzFeed in like 2012, you know, I, and I haven't really thought about them since. But then it comes out that one of the try guys, the wife try guy, Ned, he cheated on his wife, Ariel, with an employee uh, whose name is Alex, and things just kind of blew up from there. It was actually really crazy. Like, some of these Reddit threads are so freaking insane. The way that this, like, investigative reporting went down, like, people were like, Ned was cut out of this video. And then there was this comment that was made on a TikTok. And, th- and then they showed the pictures. So then by the time it got to the point where there was this evidence, there was this picture, this video of Ned and Alex making out, by the way, at Niagara. Who, why, if you're... Okay, so first they went to a Harry Styles concert together, and then they went to Niagara. I don't, you guys, if you don't live here, um, if you don't live in New York City, you don't know, but Niagara is like kind of like, <laughs> it's like a kind of a dancy bar in the East Village. It's the kind of place that, it has real strong frat basement vibes, you know? Like, it's fun if you really want to go dancing, but it's also, like, miserable. And also, like, it's an kind of an NYU bar, so there will be, like, youths. I was, like, at Niagara with Gina, and <laughs> these, like, children walked in, like, youths. You know, they had the weird youth haircut, like, the, like, curly bangs or whatever is going on there that men have, <laughs> the boys have these days. And one guy says to the other guy, like, whoa, everyone here is, like, really old. First of all, offended by that. But then his friend said, yeah, everyone looks like they're, like, 25. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. I was so mad. (laughs) I was like, let me at them. Hold me back. I'm going to punch them. Anyways, so Niagara, it's, like, a funny place that that's where they got caught. Because why did you go there? You're, like, surrounded by people who probably know exactly who you are. It's like they wanted to get caught. Anyways, so the Reddit thread gets posted. The Try Guys post the statement saying that they've fired Ned. Ned posts his statement in, like, the same font and stuff. So it kind of looked like they'd collaborated on it. But I don't know why I did this. I watched the entire, like, the entire hour-long podcast that they did about this. <laughs> I guess uh, they did not collaborate and he stole the font. <laughs> allegedly, they obviously had to say allegedly on everything. They put out this video where they all looked really depressed and angry. Um, Eugene, in particular, looked like he was going to murder everyone. Anyways, so SNL does this skit last night. Last night? Saturday night. SNL does, <laughs> I think, yeah, Saturday Night Live. They did it on Saturday night. Who would have thought? SNL does this skit and it just completely and utterly misses the point of what had happened and it's just such a like such a miss that it's almost kind of crazy to me like they did a recreation of the like you know the video their like kind of apology video you know they dressed up like the guys but they were kind of saying things like that the reason that they fired Ned was because he like made out with someone without telling them like you know that Making it seem like he was fired because he cheated. And, like, that is not what happened. Like, that is not what the problem was. And I think it says a lot about the culture at SNL that they just, like, did not understand what the problem was. The problem was not that he cheated. Yes, that's bad. You should be like, boo, hiss, don't cheat, like, obviously. The problem, well, I mean, there is a problem with the fact that he, like, built his entire brand and, like, has made money on being in this, like, perfect relationship and, like, has exploited that very much so. And then for him to cheat, like, really felt like a betrayal of that and also just, like, shitty. But that's not, like, something where it's, like, you should be fired for that necessarily. Like, I don't think legally you would have the grounds to stand on to fire somebody for that the problem was that Alex was an employee, she was a subordinate, she was someone who was under him and probably directly under him. I'm so sorry, I don't mean to make it sound like that. Uh, I realize as I'm saying it, inappropriate, but but in like the chain of command, like she is directly, um, directly reports to him. He is a founder of the company, you know, he's on the board, like he's so there's this power imbalance, and it's not good. Like, the power imbalance is the problem. The cheating is bad, but it's not the problem from a legal standpoint or from, like, the company standpoint. The Try Guys very easily could have not done this, like, not made this step. They could have had, you know, the the employee sign an NDA and not disparage or like something that says she's not going to sue them, something like that. Um, they could have done something like that or sort of sweep it under the rug. But I think they genuinely did the right thing that people don't usually do. And they got rid of the person who abused their power. Like, because that's what it is. That is what the problem is. Like, okay, we can talk about the fact that they're like shitty people. They cheated on their wife and fiance, respectively. And that sucks. But I think it's worth a conversation that in a workplace, you can't be doing shit like that. There's a reason you can't do shit like that. It's not ethical, but then also beyond that, like, it really does open the company up for liability. So it makes sense that he got fired. And I can't believe SNL just utterly missed that. And I feel like they were, like, trying to make it, like, a cancel culture thing. Like, oh, he did something bad, and so we fired him. Because cancel culture, wow. you know, like, the way these fucking men do um and that's not what it was it was really holding some accountable for doing something unethical that could have really put the company at risk but also was just like wrong. And again, I'm not referring to the cheating. I'm talking about the fact that it was with someone who is your direct subordinate. Did I say insubordinate a couple times? I think I did. <laughs> if I did, sorry. <laughs> i was getting worked up. But I do think it just is this interesting conversation because there were people who understood what the problem was. And there were a lot of people who didn't. And it makes you think about the way that workplace dynamics are. Like we've talked about not hooking up with coworkers. And it's, like, something that, like, you shouldn't do just because, like, it makes your life messy. But it's not, like, a it's not like a fireable offense. It's not, like, a problem, really. Hooking up with your boss, like, that's a problem for a reason. And it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's because they are doing something wrong. It's an abusive power. It's, like, a power dynamic that you cannot escape from, like, no matter what you do. Like, that's somebody who has the power to fire you or, you know promote you give you better opportunities give you a raise they have power over you i mean like i've mm, well, i think there are a lot of workplaces that would have just tried to sweep this under the rug and not actually held that person accountable because they were like a founding member of the company and they didn't do that and i really respect that but it makes you think like what was the work environment what is the work environment like at snl like, is this kind of thing happening there? And that's why they don't understand why it's a problem? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I just think it says a lot about the people who don't understand what went on here. Because it's like, what are your workplaces like, you know? So I just thought that that was really interesting. I mean, it's all interesting. Like, it's interesting a dynamic when fans really feel... Like, the there's a, certainly a parasocial relationship problem that we can talk about here, the way that people were really like really really invested in this like really like blew up like people were so invested in it and also people have been so vicious they have been saying things to the, um, the girl and they've been saying things to the, the wife and and you know just like really horrible things and that's a conversation to be had but at the same time like that's kind of how <laughs> having fans works but it is fascinating. If you told me a couple months ago that I would be talking about the Try Guys on this podcast, that I would even remember who they were by name, like, okay, (laughs) I would not have believed you. What a way for them to come back into, into the spotlight. Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about with regards to the Try Guys, just because I did think it was so interesting the way that SNL just really missed that mark, like really just did not get it. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe one day we're going to find out some tea. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Let's get into our voicemails.
2: There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase.
0: Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for... Gosh, going on six years now, so she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job, and I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix Or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom slash L-N-D. Okay, let's get into our very first voicemail, if I can find it. <laughs> okay, here we go.
3: Hey, Ellie, I'm just out for a walk right now, so I hope you can hear me okay, but I was wondering if you can help me out with this interesting situation I have, and this might be actually a question that Claudia might want to respond to, but anyway, so I've been dating this guy for, I don't know, I think we're at like six, five or six months right now it's going really well like we've exchanged I love you's and like it's wonderful and we were having sex last night and he had trouble getting it up and I was like oh cool interesting this is a fun new challenge I've never experienced that before and like we are not big drinkers and like he assured me several times that he is like so super attracted to me like that's not the issue and i don't know it was just an interesting situation eventually it did work out it just like took some work but i don't know maybe you have like techniques or maybe like this is something you can look into but he was oh gosh i felt so bad he was like so embarrassed and like felt bad anyway so yeah if you have any tips if claudia has any tips let me know this is an interesting one thanks bye
0: I mean, I think you hit a lot of the points that I'm sort of going to hit here. Like, because you're talking about the fact that he, you felt bad because he was like really embarrassed and he was like apologizing and he was telling you, you know, it's not you. I, I am attracted to you. Like, whatever. Like, the thing about erectile dysfunction is it is, you know, obviously it's a physical thing. And sometimes there are, uh, you know, physical reasons. But generally speaking, when it's happening, It's mental because i think for men there is this sense that erection equal manly like it feels very emasculating to not be able to get it up so what becomes the problem is there's this feeling of emasculation there's this feeling of embarrassment and then it's compounded with this feeling of shame like they're not good enough they're worried that maybe you might you know look at them differently or think that they're not masculine, not manly, not attractive. So it's this like pain and dirty pain and it's all this stuff that's kind of compounding and that thing is like going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it's just not going to happen because like all those emotions are <laughs> pushing it down. <laughs> think about it like this. It's like all, those, uh, all that anxiety and emotion is like making the blood rush to your brain and not to your dick. I don't think that that's the actual science. But yeah, no, it really is like an emotional thing. And so the best thing that you can do when a situation like that arises is like make it not a big deal. Because you know what? It's not a big deal. It really isn't. Like sometimes our bodies do weird shit. Like I can be so so turned on and like not be wet, you know? Like our bodies do weird things sometimes. It's not about the partner or anything like that. It just like is what it is. It's not a big deal. And it's important to really treat the situation like it's not a big deal. Just like do something else and be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like he'll probably acknowledge it or say something about it. And you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like just make out for a while. You can literally just say like, oh, I don't care. Like we can just make out for a while. Like it's not a big deal because you have to take the pressure off of uh, – performing it's kind of like how when you have pressure on having an orgasm like it's way harder to have an orgasm like you take the pressure off you're like I'm not like expecting you to like perform like I don't care like I just like hanging out with you I like being physical with you no matter what we're doing that might help the erection appear like it just like it's a really common thing I think men don't talk about like men will talk about it in regards to like oh I was drunk I had whiskey dig I couldn't get it up or whatever but I think that Because of the, I guess, like societal inability to talk about emotions. I think a lot of guys don't talk about, you know, the ways that this happens that is not related to drinking or drugs or, you know, anything like that. And it is super, super common and it's not a big deal. And I think as much as you can make the situation comfortable, like that's what you should do. And also like if you know what kind of turns him on without touch like if you can do anything like that um like if it turns him on and it probably does if he's a red-blooded male if it like turns him on to see you like touching yourself or something like that that's a good way to go too because it's like hands off you know you're not like putting pressure on him in that sense and you're just like you can just sit back and relax and like I'm going to, like, give you a show kind of thing. But it's not about, like, the erection. It's about, like, you just want to, like, enjoy each other's company. Like, that has to be the emphasis. The emphasis cannot be, like, we're going to get you hard, bucko. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's not the point. The point is to make everyone feel comfortable, to feel secure, um, to feel safe. I think safety and comfort, those are, like, huge things for sex that we need to talk about more. Like, the feeling that, like, you actually are safe, like, your when your body knows that it's safe to, like, let go, that's when you're gonna, like, be able to have good sex. But if you're not, if you're not feeling comfortable and you're not feeling safe, like, you're gonna tense up, clench up, and maybe you're not gonna be able to get it up. And I'm not saying, oh my gosh, I'm, like, not saying that you're creating, like, an unsafe environment, but, um... Yeah, you never know what like your body might deem as unsafe. So I think finding a way to feel safe again, even if it's just saying like, oh, we can stop. It's not a big deal. Like, let's watch a movie. Like the number one thing you just don't want to do is make him feel like he's done something wrong. And I'm not saying you would ever do that. I I think sometimes we want to follow the guy's lead. And they're kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. You no, know, like, we'll, we'll make it happen. Like, we'll try different things and whatever. And it's like, and so you want to follow their lead and, like, go along with what they're saying. But I think it's important for you to be the person to step back and be like, I don't care what we do. Like, I just like being here. I like being with you. We do not have to have sex. Like, we don't have to do that, which ironically is, like, how I feel, mo- like, when I'm having a hard time, like, getting into it. Like, that is actually what makes me feel better, too, is that feeling of, like, we literally don't have to do anything. And then it's for me to be like, no, but I want to. Like, that usually is helpful for me. So I feel like I understand why it would be helpful for a guy. But, yeah, there was, like, a whole um, – I don't know if you guys remember, like, four years ago, I talked about this on Schnitt Talk. Like, there was an article in Cosmo about this uh, and what to do. And so that's what the that's what the sexperts at, over at Cosmopolitan Magazine said to do. And I imagine it works. I It's not a situation that has come up very often for me in my life, but I imagine if it did that I would do precisely this. And, okay, let's move into this next little bit. Uh, I want to talk about sexting... <laughs> And I know what you're thinking, Ellie, are you really qualified to be talking to us about sexting? And the answer to that question is absolutely not. No, I'm not. Not qualified at all. I have no idea what I'm doing. Every time I get in a situation where I am like sexting, I I am so viscerally uncomfortable. Like, here's the thing. I want to like it. I want to be good at it. Maybe I think that that's my problem is like I need to be good at things and I don't feel like I'm good at sexting. Like I don't feel like I have a grasp on it. So like I get uncomfortable because I'm like, ah, this is a weird thing to say. Is this what people say? Like I don't really know what I'm doing. Like when it comes to taking pictures, yeah, I can do that. Could do it in my sleep. I like doing it. I feel artistic. I feel beautiful. Sexting, I'm like, uh, yeah, Nice penis. Like I don't know what I'm doing, and it's it does make me laugh. So here's what I did. I'm not obviously qualified to be giving any kind of sexting tips, but guess what, besties, you you are. And I asked on my Instagram story for some sexting tips that y'all have, and I am gonna read the best ones that we can all get better about it together. So this first one comes from my friend Riley. They said, "Tell them what you'd want." this is terrible grammar. They said, tell them what you'd want to have happen if they were with you. Okay, easy, easy peasy. Say, I wish you were here. And this is what we would do if you were here. Like, that feels pretty straightforward. Self-explanatory. This one says, always talk foreplay. It's the most fun. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, um, as opposed to being like, Yeah, I want you to bone me. (laughs) Like, I feel like the foreplay stuff is a lot more sensual. Like, there's more detail to, like, a a blowjob, you know what I mean? Or even just, like, touching them or something like that that you can talk about. And obviously, I think it's hot when they talk about, like, foreplay on me. This one says, Be descriptive, but not like you're trying to write smut. Too much kills the mood. Yeah, so like I read romance novels and sometimes I read like the smut part and I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like imagining like sending a paragraph to a man um, that was like one of the paragraphs in those books. I think not. I think not. This person says lie. Just lie. Honestly, fair. (laughs) This one says, if you don't know what to say, just hit him with the I'm so turned on right now. Great tip. (laughs) <laughs> this one says, find a Tumblr NSFW fanfic site. Some of the nastiest shit I've ever seen in writing. <laughs> um, this person says, don't forget the normal bits. Belly, wrist, earlobes, hips. That's like a nice tip too. Like not going straight for like the the money shot as it were. Like talking, taking it slow, I guess, like as you're describing what you want to do. This person says, be detailed and descriptive. Build up to the big moment, like teasing during foreplay. Yeah, kind of take your time to get to, like, the more intense stuff. That makes sense. This person says, read the room. Do not start off crazy. Keep it simple, hot. Word choice matters. Okay, so true. Do not be coming in hot with the hard C, the cock. Like, don't... (laughs) Like, see, like, what the vibe is first, and then you can drop some shit. But, like, I... I would be scared. (laughs) But definitely start out... I would err on the side of, like, more... uh, Chaste is the wrong word. But, like, not so graphic in the beginning. And then see how things sort of build up. Because, I don't know, they might... You might not like it or they might not like it or might be too intense or like just, you know, start easy. Makes sense. This person says, focus on them. Things that would make the partner feel good. Make them feel sexy and wanted. That sounds really nice. Yeah, I feel like that that's like the point of sexting. Like it's like to like remind each other that when you're not with each other, you're still wanted. This person says, if you aren't cringing when you send it, it's not good enough. Well, here's the thing. I'm cringing the whole time. I'm like, I'm like staring at the message like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? And no matter what I send, I have to like throw my phone across the room. I'm like, that was weird. He's going to think that that was weird. This person says, always start with consent. Your sexting partner being comfortable helps make it more enjoyable for all. Great tip. 10 out of 10. This person says, say things that are nice and complimentary before being overly specific. That's like, that's sweet. Being like, I, you're so hot like I find this body part of yours hot I love when you do this to me like you this is how you make me feel like really nice complimentary without being like graphic this person says photos sending a spicy or slightly suggestive photo is a way to initiate with your partner yeah maybe not sending like a dick pic or like a full titty shot but like maybe like a little suggestive like ooh, I'm in my underwear <laughs> I would also say if you're sending photos this is my biggest tip Download the Signal app and use that. It's like secure texting. You can send messages that disappear. Um, It's what people use when they like want to share government secret. Like it's like a pretty secure app. And I would, if you're going to sext, I would sext on Signal just to be fucking safe so that nothing ends up in the cloud. This person says, never reveal too much. Say, what would you do if I dot, dot, dot? This person says, utilize voice memos. Now, I don't think I'm bold enough to be doing that, but I'm sure it's a good tip for some of y'all. This person says, don't say you'll do anything you wouldn't actually do. Huge tip. Huge tip. (laughs) This one says, I ask questions like, oh, really? To trick them into doing all the work because I'm too awkward. (laughs) A girl after my own heart. This person says, tell them you had a dream about them, can lead to some sexting and sharing fantasies. Person says, an unsolicited dick pic is never appropriate, so true. Also, okay, let's talk about dick pics here really quickly. Um, dick pics are threatening looking. Like, I don't know why. They're always so scary. If you're a guy, I would err on the side of like, uh, like a boxer, you know, like your hard dick outlined in the boxers. Like, that's sexy. If you're going to send a full on dick pic lighting, pl- a full flash dick pic is the most threatening thing on planet Earth, there is nothing scarier on this planet than the way it just looks at you. <laughs> so, if you're gonna do something like that, lighting is key. I would go with red lighting, like kind of like if you can, like if you have like red or warm lighting, because it's it's much sexier. And that goes for anyone, honestly. If you want to like up your uh, nude game, warm lighting, like candlelight um, or like a red light, something like that is always going to make every picture sexier because the same picture of you uh, in like full, bright, fluorescent lighting versus you in like warm, low light. Two very different photographs, even though it's the same one. So that that is my tip on sending... Suggestive photographs. And thank you all for what you said in your sexting tips. I will try to utilize them if I ever need to in the future. And I hope this was helpful for you because, oh my God, I don't know why sexting is so scary. I can't help you if they want to have f- straight up phone sex, but I think sexting is way easier because at least you have a minute to be like, I don't know what the fuck you say. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> that's our little sex ad with Ellie corner, (laughs) as we know. Not always the most helpful, but I hope it was something. Uh, And let's get into our next voicemail. Okay, switching gears entirely. (laughs) Here's a voicemail uh, from our pal. Let's take a listen. Hey,
3: Ellie and yeah. oh, okay. oh, like literally listening to you for years um so i basically like i transferred colleges because i was just really truly having like a horrible bad time and like i was so convinced and i was like i know that this is right for me and, like i know that this is what i'm supposed to do and it just like all felt so right and then now I'm here, and I've been here for, like, a little over a month, and I felt, like, really good at the beginning. But then, like, slowly but surely, like, my anxiety started, like, creeping in and just, like, I don't know, just convincing myself that, like, what if I was wrong this whole time? Like, what if I, like, made the wrong decision? And I don't know, maybe it's just, like, I haven't been here that long. Like, I really haven't made so many friends so far. So, like, how do you, you know... Convince yourself that you are doing the right thing, and you know you are. You know, it's possible for you to be happy and productive and successful, even though like, your brain is just like telling you that you made the wrong decision. Like you know that it's the right one. Um, I don't know if this to make sense. Thanks.
0: I mean, it does make sense. It absolutely makes sense. I think second guessing yourself is part of human nature, but couple things. Uh, one, here's a secret that I think people don't talk about a lot. Um, a good chunk of how to be happy is just deciding to be. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, mental health is not real. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're depressed, like there's there's only so much you can do. But there is a lot about happiness that is just choosing to be happy. It's radical acceptance and it's radical happiness. It's like choosing to be happy even when you are doubting yourself or even when something isn't feeling quite right but like feeling happy and like trusting yourself even when it feels hard like you made this huge decision and you would not have made a big decision like this for no reason you know how hard it is to transfer school it's annoying as shit you would not have put yourself through that if it wasn't the right thing for you to do and at the end of the day like that was the decision that you made I'm not like an oracle, you know, I'm not a seer. I'm, You know, I, I can't tell you 100% like, yes, this was exactly the path you were supposed to take. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's the path that you did take. You know, it's the choice that you made. There's a reason you made that choice. At a certain point, you just kind of have to accept that it's what, what you did. Like at a certain point, it becomes less about like, did I do the right thing? Because it's like you can't change the choice that you made. You know, you made the choice. And instead of dwelling on if it was the right one, make it the right one. You know what I mean? Like, two roads diverged in a yellow wood. I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost, whatever. That was paraphrased, but you know what I mean. Like, he didn't say why this was the right path for him. He said that he made the choice to take this other road, and it made all the difference because it was a choice that he made. Like, you made a choice here, and there has to come a moment where you have to tell your brain like listen man this is the this is what we did so we're going to go forward from this i think doubts can really hold us back because if you're one foot in one world and one foot in the next you know you're one foot in one decision one foot in the other decision like you're stuck you're stuck straddling two things as opposed to if you just fully commit and you take the leap into the the choice that you made it's easier to move forward and you can create the beautiful life that you want. And I think like there is a sense of like, you don't know until you reach the top if it was worth the climb, but we're getting weirdly philosophical here, but I'm going to tell you something that I believe about life. (laughs) This is what I think. I think people spend a lot of time looking for like the meaning of life, like looking for the right path and doing like exactly the right thing. And it's like, I just don't know that there is one meaning of life. I think you create meaning in your life. Like that is the human experience is creating meaning. I mean, humans do this. We create patterns out of nothing. Like it's a weird thing about human brains. Sometimes it goes too far. That's when you have like crazy conspiracy theory people. But like we make patterns. We create associations. We can create meaning in our lives. So when you have a situation like this where you're feeling unsure of a choice that you make, it's like – there's no way to know if it was like, quote, the right choice or the wrong choice, because I don't know that there is a right choice or a wrong choice. It was the choice that you made, and you now have the choice to make it the right choice. Doubt is really tough. I mean, like, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, I never doubt my, I literally doubt myself every single day. <laughs> I spend a lot of my time that I wish I didn't being like, was this the right thing to do? did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Was this enough? Was it not? Was it too much? Um, But when it all comes down to it, like you just have to like shake your head and be like, listen, it's radical acceptance. Whether it was right or wrong, it's what I did. So (laughs) we can't change that. Let's keep moving. Like let's keep making moves because you can't change what you did in the past. The only thing you can do is change what you do in the future. And I'm sure it was the right choice for you. Like I'm telling you, like, You would not have made this big decision for no reason. But at the end of the day, I do think you end up where you're supposed to be. Like, I didn't... Like, I think sometimes, like, I wish maybe I had transferred schools because I was kind of miserable (laughs) at my school. And, like, I don't think anyone should have to go through misery to, like, become who they are. But at the same time, if I hadn't gone to that school, if I hadn't had the experience that I had, I might not be doing what I'm doing right now. So, like, even if I feel like well what maybe it was the wrong decision or maybe it was the right decision it doesn't matter because it's the decision I made and now I'm here there's always like a hundred paths you can take but like you don't get to take them all at the same time you take one path and that's your path and like there's almost no use wondering about what could have been and and what if because you don't know why dwell over something you don't know that's my advice (laughs) we had poetry we had philosophy we've had sexting what an episode anyway, I hope that was like a pep talk. I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that was bolstering. But I, I'm, I'm look, I, doubt is difficult. We all experience it. But it's important to just try and trust yourself. Like, try and believe that you wouldn't do something unless there was a reason for it. And even if you don't see maybe the reason for it right now, you will eventually because that's what people do. That's what humans do. We find meaning. So good luck. I think you're gonna be really glad that you did this and I think you're gonna end up okay. And just trust yourself, you got this. Okay, let's get into our last two segments, fall dates and fall outfits. So this little segment was inspired by a voicemail that I got from a guy that was asking about dressing in the fall, and we will listen to that. But before that, I just want to talk quickly about fall dates because it is cuffing season. Although if you're not cuffing or being cuffed, don't frickin' worry about it. It's a social construct. It's just something women invented to keep our feet warm. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is cuffing season, and if you want to be going on some cute dates, even if you just want to do them with a pal. I mean, tis the season. Like, you can do a cute date in every season, but in my personal opinion, fall is the cute date season. Okay, let's talk about it. First of all, I think fall dates should majority be outdoors just because I think it's like about to be so disgusting you don't want to be outside at all but fall is like chilly and chilly is cute okay chilly is like a cute pea coat, maybe a little beanie right versus the fucking cold winter where I'm bundled up in a puffer coat and like earmuffs and a scarf and I look like the abominable snowman that Mm, that's not cute. That's not sexy. That's just warm. Fall, you can be warm, but also be cute. So I think fall dates should be outdoors. Obviously, apple orchard, pumpkin patch. Although people have discoursed pumpkin patch over apple orchard, apple orchard over pumpkin patch. Depends on the kind of girly you are. I would say maybe apple orchard over pumpkin patch just because I think there's more to do. Like there's the activity of picking apples for example, which is more fun than picking pumpkins. Pumpkins are so heavy. Apples, anyone can do it. It's amazing. You climb up on a little ladder. Very fun. Cute pictures on a ladder. Plus, he gets to be all manly and reach the tall apples. (laughs) Plus, apple cider, which is the best thing ever invented. Cider donuts. Forget about it. Forget about it. I think something like a drive-in movie in the fall is great. I know it feels like a summer activity. It feels like something you want to do when it's really warm out. Not so. It's a fall activity. You want to bundle. You want to have some blankies. You want to be uh, snuggled up to your person because it's chilly out. Drive-in movie for fall? Easy. All the way. Even a fall picnic. Going to Central Park when the leaves are turning? Having a little picnic? Better than a summer picnic, in my personal opinion. I just think it's it's fun. Also you can do hot foods much better. I think wine tasting is a good date for fall. Don't ask me why. I just think it gives fall vibes. I think it would be fun to carve a pumpkin with somebody. Have a pumpkin carving contest. I don't know if you've ever carved a punk- pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin. It's not easy, but it is funny. Like you could have a contest like let's make a I'm going to make you a pumpkin that has your essence. And you make me a pumpkin that has my essence, and then we judge who did the better pumpkin. It wouldn't be me, by the way. I do not have fine motor skills. Like, it would be a problem. Like, also, like, using a knife. Mm, Not for me. (laughs) Not for me, but I do kind of want to do it. I think it sounds fun. I think cooking dates are very fall. Like you can obviously do that in any season. But I think fall dishes in particular are very like romantic and they're not too heavy. Like things with squash in them, kind of fall vegetables, Brussels sprouts, really like warm spices and like maybe a soup, a soup night, a night where you make soups. I think the vibe with fall dates is like cozy. It's like bundling up and holding hands. It's like enjoying the flavors of the fall it's enjoying like the smell of like fallen leaves candle making fall activity like i don't know why you'd ever go on a candle making date but if you did very fall activity i feel like summer dates are a little like more sexy in the crazy way winter dates are i think more wholesome in a way spring dates are also about being outside but it's not in the same way as fall is because by spring you're sick of the chilly nights fall dates are the perfect season. Fall is the perfect combination of wholesome and sexy because you have like kind of wholesome outdoor activities. You also have the sexy chilly nights where you want to snuggle up under a fur blanket with a fire. You feel me? So as much as you can be outside, that's what I would recommend. Anything you can do that's bundled up, holding hands and snuggling with someone, that's a fall date and that would be my recommendation. But speaking of bundling up, let me pull up this voicemail from our, I was going to say gentleman caller, but that means something different. He is a gentleman and he did call in, but he's not a gentleman caller. Okay. Let's, uh, let me pull it up.
1: Hi, Allie. I just wanted to say, you know, I love the show. been a fan for a while and I just love the topics of the show and everything, how we talk and kind of resonates with me mentally and everything. I just, it makes me feel happy and everything so with that being said you know it's getting into that fall season and with that i just wanted to say you know it's going to that time of year where um dressing differently and everything so i guess my question is what are your best styles for the uh um, fall and does that lead into certain like things that how to stay comfortable like for example how do you avoid like getting how do you avoid like swamp ass and shit like that if, if you're you yeah, know, if it's hot one day and then cold and then the other. That's my other question is, um, going off of that, um, do you think it should be socially acceptable to pick a wedgie in public? And if that ever happens to you, what do you do? All right. Love you, Ellie. Keep it going. Yeah.
0: First of all, I love how much more confident you got as you got to the wedgie question. Like, for me, would have been the opposite, but loving to hear it. I'm gonna answer the wedgie question first. Yeah, obviously it should be socially acceptable to pick a wedgie. Who among us has never had a wedgie that they've needed to pick? Just do it. Just go for it. Maybe like do it subtly, but like do it. No one, you know, if someone makes a comment about you picking a wedgie, they're lame. Anyways, let's. Okay, let's talk about fall fashion, just because it's my favorite thing in the entire world. Fall fashion, guys. I'm in my bag. Like I am in my bag with fall fashion. Anything where I can wear layers. That's it for me. I get so sick in the summer. Like I can't do it anymore. I can't bother to dress cute because it's so fucking hot. Like I just stop caring because I know I'm going to look like a melted candle no matter what I do. Fall, it's not too cold yet and I get to look fucking cute. The key with fall fashion is always going to be layers because you never want to be in a situation where you can't take something off or put something on to change your like Heat level because some days it becomes 79 degrees at four o'clock, but it was 52 degrees in the morning. You know, layers are always big. My favorite man outfit, like if I was a man and I were to dress myself, honestly, you guys know my biggest dream is to just dress my boyfriend like a life size Kendall. Never had a boyfriend that would let me dress him. And I want it so badly. Like, I can't even tell you how bad I want it. Okay, this is what I would wear if I was a guy. I would wear gray hoodie, okay? I would wear a flannel over that, like uh, some kind of plaid jacket, maybe like a, a heavier jacket or just a flannel, depending on the weather. I would wear jeans and I would like cuff them a little bit. And then I would wear some cool sneakers and that would be my man fit. You could add a hat if you need to add a hat, like a beanie or whatever. Just make sure it covers your ears. I hate the ones that don't cover your ears. But any man that's rocking the gray sweatshirt plaid jacket or shacket or shirt combination, you're automatically going to be 100% sexier. Like I don't know what it is, but a man in fall clothing, hot. Also like it's layers, you know, like you're going to be warm, but obviously you're probably going to wear a t-shirt under the sweatshirt. So if you get hot, you can take off the flannel, you can take off the sweatshirt, you're fine. Swamp ass, I think is like very much like a summer fall thing. You're just going to have it it's just going to happen because sometimes you're going to get sweaty. It's not a big deal. But I think jeans for fall, like, I mean, you could wear a corduroy pant with like the, the plaid and sweatshirt outfit if you wanted to, if it was a light, but nothing like too heavy. Like, I'm not an expert on men's fashion, but sticking to certain color families, that's always going to be good. And if you ever have questions, literally go to Pinterest, fall man outfit. And you know what is an essential of men fall men's fashion? Fall men's cologne. I don't know how else to say it. Like uh, something that smells really good, like Gucci Guilty. Like something a little warmer, a little more gourmand for the fall. Not overpowering, just a little spritz here and there sexy, so sexy. Um, And for the girlies, I think like when I go out, I get worried that I'm going to be too cold when I'm outside, but too hot when I'm inside, which like kind of is the curse of fall. But the key is always sleeveless top and a jacket. Bottoms it could be anything, could be tights in a skirt, could be high socks in a skirt or high shoes in a skirt, high shoes high boots and a skirt The body the bottom doesn't matter but you're gonna want to wear like a tank top and then a jacket over it a jacket that is warm enough by the way like not something flimsy because like you're gonna be fucking cold you're gonna be fucking cold and when I was when I was in college I was walking around wearing no coat and I was fine and I don't know how I was fine I, I a bitch gets chilly you know so substantial something with leather um something that has some puff to it something that has like a faux fur or a faux shearling something like that that it's gonna be your best bet for that. But fall fashion, like it's all about those warm colors and soft fabrics, like really touchable looking fabrics. You know, like a velvet or a corduroy or chenille, those kinds of things. Faux fur, like things that you want to touch. Leather skirt, leather boots, textures, and definitely tights for fall. Get like a hundred pairs of tights. My favorite is from the brand Hue. And they're like the oh, frick what do they called? call are the, like the shape. I don't know. They have like a really thick band. So it's not like the thin bit. So it's kind of like a leggings band. You know what I'm talking about. So it kind of like sucks you in like control top but not too much. And it's more comfortable than like the one like super tight line around your waist that you feel like you have to cut. Like if they're really soft, they're dur- durable. If I can find them, I'll post a link to it on my story. But that's how I feel about fall fashion. It's a challenge. You got to stay warm and cold at the same time. But I would recommend having a leather jacket. I would recommend having something that's like more of a statement jacket. Like something fur, like faux fur or yeah, shearling, like suede, something like that. And then having like a light puffer. Um, Like I have the Aritzia Little Puff. It's surprisingly warm for how tiny it is. And it's just like a, a plain little puffer jacket that like you can wear anywhere. You can get a more fashionable one if you want. But I would recommend having something that's a little bit more durable for the nights when it gets a bit colder, but it's not quite like wear your big coat out weather. Also more deodorant than you think you need for fall. That's Mm, that's all that needs to be said. More deodorant than you think you need. Boys, listen to me. More deodorant than you think you need. Ladies, listen to me. More deodorant than you think you need. Anybody that falls in between or outside of that, more deodorant than you think you need. <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> you're gonna sweat and it's gonna be stanky. All right. That, I think, besties, is our episode today. I hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun today. Honestly, maybe I should be a fashion girl. I, like, I love talking about fashion, even though I like, don't, don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Today, we're going to go classic because it's such a fall episode. And we are going to do a song from Red Taylor's version. And I think the song we're going to go with is State of Grace. Now, this is a sleeper hit. People forget about it. It's such a good opener. It's fun. It makes you think of falling in love in, in the fall without the heartbreak of all too well. It's gives like city streets vibes it gives crisp air vibes it gives epic romance vibes big fan so that's our song going classic this week and besties that's all i have today thank you so much for listening i love you so much if you like the show if you like me feel free to subscribe to the podcast late night drive and leave a nice little five-star review if you like it and tell a friend if you like it i really appreciate it you have no idea how much i appreciate it i appreciate you guys Every single DM, every voicemail, every comment, everything you do, I cannot even tell you how much I appreciate it. Every link click on, um, every time you use one of my codes, like... Truly, I could never appreciate it enough. Yeah, if you like me, you can follow me uh on Instagram at Ellie underscore schnitt and TikTok at Ellie Schnitt and Twitter at Holy underscore Schnitt. And I think that is everything. Oh, if you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast, Taylor Talk. It is on Spotify exclusively. And we are also live every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Spotify Live. And now's the time to get in because midnight, skies, it's coming. And that is everything for today. I love you you're very special to me. You are important to me. I hope you have an incredible rest of your fall. I hope your Mercury in retrograde shadow period is not beating your ass like it's beating mine. And as always, I love you so, 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 so much. Have a good day. Have a good night. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a great one. And I will catch you next week. Bye.